Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talking Knicks. We got a fun episode tonight. I, uh, I'm joined by my good friend, Big Baby David. But let's talk Knicks. Big Baby David, we got a special episode for the folks tonight. We are going to do our best to avoid talking about the Knicks as we always try to, as I always try to, and we're going to try to focus on uh, the last dance, this Jordan documentary that just came out and is changing the world. Uh, unfortunately for some people, first we have to do a quick recap of what's going on in the Knicks world, but before we do that, how are you doing? I am I'm well, Greg. Uh, you know, just... Just getting by working from home, hanging out, uh, ha- hanging out with my grandma a lot. It's the mixed bag. Jealous. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, I hang out with my mom a lot. She's always home, and I'm always chilling. Yeah, my house went from just my mom and dad to my grandma moving in in, like, January. Then I moved back in in February. Um, and my brother's school got like canceled in March, so it's just completely over. It's was more people living here than there ever have been before. Uh, and if you believe my grandma's visions, uh, there's like a whole gaggle of people living down cellar. So, <laughs> uh, full house over there. You got a TV show going on. That's true. Learning lessons, though. That's good. That's valuable. All right, I guess. That leads us to the Knicks. The Knicks are, uh, I don't know, there's not much brewing, but the Knicks always keep it hot. Uh, reports, ble- Bleacher Report gives us the uh, the annual Knicks report that the Knicks think they can get a star. They think they're in a good position to get the next disgruntled star. I mean, we've heard that. But we usually hear that we got the cab space to just get the guy to, that wants to come here. But I guess Carmelo was a disgruntled star, and we were in position to get him. Yeah, so the one time. Who knows? Yeah, so we were going to run it back. We're going to have one one more good year, followed by another decade of sadness. Hey, I'll take the so one more good. good year about this time. Yeah. If you can so sandwich who? your good years with decades of sadness, <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good Sammy. Yeah, I mean, it's better than – just having the sadness on top of the sadness. Yeah. <laughs> mix mix in one excitement. Yeah. So, I mean, what do we think of that? We think that they say that all the time. I mean, obviously, we know that the Knicks cap situation is fine. Yeah. They signed everyone to a one-year deal so they can do whatever they want. Yeah. All they have next year, with that's anything substantial, is Julius Randle. Yeah, no, nothing long-term keeping them up. Just the guys that they drafted and they're – cheap they were drafted so that's the yeah, whole point they're cheap th- they're cheap they were drafted and they don't look like they're gonna sign monstrous extensions either at this point yeah. uh, <laughs> rj rj barrett maybe RJ. eventually but 
Robinson gets a real contract. Yeah, he's got a couple of years yeah. left, making like a million and a half dollars, which is nice of him. Uh, kind. <laughs> so, plus we got all, all those draft picks. We got all of our own picks for once. Mm-hmm. We got the, the Clippers pick. We got two Hornets second round picks, which are good. Yeah, they're not going to be at the bottom of the Rams. Yeah, and then we got those, those two Maverick picks, one coming next year yeah. and one coming two years later. So, I mean, we got a cupboard to, yeah. to dish out of. For the first time ever uh, in my life, the Knicks have more draft picks than, like, number of years ahead. So yeah. let's get rid of them, baby. Get one star <laughs> <Yeah>. around, <laughs> around a pile too of garbage. Getting too comfortable. We got too much here. I mean, also, we have, like... Dennis Smith Jr. to trade. Yeah. I don't know how valuable that is. I but think that's you know, we like have a them. negative. But that's something. It he's maybe cheap. it's not a negative, but it's like you can have this too. He kind of doesn't. That's like a the problem is with him. He like kind of doesn't make enough for him to be just like the salary going back. Yeah. So that kind of yeah. stinks. That honestly could be the biggest hiccup in like any of these moves is nobody – they don't really have anybody under contract beyond this year that like m- makes enough for them to move. Yeah, guess depending on who the that, guy is, if it's a guy on yeah. a rookie and deal, then yeah. But yeah, and that would also depend on if it was like mid season or if it, if we're, they're just coming into cap space, then it doesn't matter as much. But if yeah, we're doing awesome. this, doing this trade in the middle of the year, then we got we got a match, which is why we took back DeAndre Jordan and the <laughs> yeah, and that Porzingis deal just because you know. Like we don't Works. want DeAndre Jordan. It doesn't, but I guess doesn't behoove us at all <laughs> to have him. But who cares? Let's just make <laughs> this work. But I mean, should we just start dreaming? Who else? Who's out there? Who's going to be disgruntled soon enough? Yeah. Damian Lillard, probably not. Ever, probably I feel like Lillard more than anyone, any like star ever. People have wanted him to be disgruntled so bad, <laughs> and all he's ever done is just say how much he wants to be in Portland and how much he likes it there and doesn't likes what they're doing thinks they're building towards the yeah. right thing yeah like i don't know what uh, like the evidence is that he's gonna want out but every year people say lillard might ask for a trade and then it i think it's because it's just the the roller coaster yeah. of the the blazers because yeah, they're, that, cause they're just not good enough to win yeah and they're also like last year they were in the western conference finals mm. and then this year they weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they were and like that's, maybe they've been sneaking, on that maybe if they've been on project. that. Yeah, and they've been on the trajectory for like <clears throat> five years or so. It's like because I know that they they've been just they're just getting worked by the Warriors throughout that dynasty, alternating getting losing in the first round and the second round. So, and then they finally <laughs> lost to them in the conference finals. Hey. But. I mean, Damian Lillard's not going to be in the Knicks, but I just wanted to say that, I yeah. guess. I'm just <laughs> He's trying to He's on the list of people we can think about. Yeah. I don't know who else even exists. <laughs> well, you guys chatted about it a little bit last episode with, like, Donovan Mitchell. It's not the craziest thing in the world to imagine he asked that of Utah. It's kind of, a, like, a weird situation. He is, like, their best piece, so how willing are they to move on from him rather than move anyone else he would want to be away from? Rudy Gobert. Um... But you guys discussed all that last week. He's like the only other guy that came to mind immediately. Uh, and you mentioned Bradley Beal earlier. That's like another yeah. pretty realistic one. 
Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, people don't trade stars until they actually are Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and they say, like, I'm, I'm not going to play here anymore. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Or, like, so if they have another star that, like, the two of them don't work together. Yeah. And they're trying to facilitate another thing. But the Knicks can't really do that because yeah. they don't have another star to give them. Yeah, it's kind of why they're trading for a star in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> it's very, very tough to predict who's going to become unhappy soon. But whoever the next guy is is who the Knicks will want. So Yeah, and we shoddy the next unhappy person. That that is that's, basically what that's happened what, today. They'd be called that's shotgun. what we want. Get, get over here. And that will be Rudy Gobert as a guy who's a center who doesn't like have any sort of outside game. Like, not a bad player, but like that doesn't change the franchise. Yeah. So yeah, put him next to Mitchell everybody. Robinson. See what happens. That's like well, the whole next thing like. Yeah, they're kind of more well-positioned outside of not having Porzingis anymore than they've ever been just by having more picks moving forward than years there are. But, like, also none of the picks are beyond, what, three drafts from now. So, like, they don't have much, like, down the line to move. That's why I was kind of – like when they were going to trade Marcus Morris or whatever, I believe I I I was advocating for – there's like some first down the line. There's not really much reason to trade for something for this year. Not that I was mad yeah. at what they got, but yeah, like uh, those Rockets and Thunder deals, the Clippers and Thunder deal, when they were just getting those yeah. picks very far down the line, hoping that eventually everyone on those teams starts to be bad. Yeah, you run. Yeah, you do run the risk of that the team that's being run well right now and wants to win now still being good four years from now, but. Also, with the NBA now, it, it's really hard to stay good, like, five years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Warriors just had a dynasty. And I guess they'll still be good next year because Steph and Clay will be back. But, like, I don't, even then they were only, like, good, what, six years? It's, like, the best dynasty I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what they got. <laughs> That'll be the Knicks soon enough. The other big story in the Knicks world was – they hired the Cleveland Cavaliers former capologist Brock Brock, Brock Aller. Brock Aller. Every franchise begins their uh their rebuild and fixing the front office by hiring a guy named Brock. So Yeah, so Nick's got it right. You shoddy the saddest person in the <laughs> NBA and then you just sign a guy named Brock. He's going to be more a than a capologist for the Knicks, though. Uh, he's going to be not the GM, but he is going to be like Leon Rose's like dude. So the, he'll be helping I mean, thing, out. He'll be what World yeah. Wide West was supposed to be and we got excited about. Yeah. but I mean, the <laughs> thing is with a guy who's not the GM, not the president, is that no matter how bad of a job he does, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know. Yeah, it's imp- we don't know good what of a job he, he does. does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like complaining you about do. like pitching coaches in baseball. It's like, I, I don't know what he does every day. Uh, the pitching's good or bad. Like, the cap space is good or bad. I don't know. I don't know what he, like, 
what his responsibilities are. Yeah. But I mean, it's <laughs> interesting with with NBA teams. I always just wonder, like, how many decisions are there to even be made? Yeah, really, it's the smallest rosters, and like, they can give players, they can give like middling players more money than middling players in any other sport, just because of the max contract. There's not that many ways you can really mess up. Meanwhile, the Cavaliers are. I don't believe they're in a great Caspi situation. They just traded for Andre <laughs> Drummond for no reason. So, yeah, he's like yeah. he's gonna the pick Cavs up are... his option over there. Yeah, keep him and also Kevin like together. Along with that, LeBron. I mean, if he was the cap space guy when LeBron was there, LeBron was they were just doing stuff to please LeBron, yeah. you know. And players were, were like taking minimum deals to play with LeBron. Yeah, but you got those old guys like Richard Jefferson taking the, those little deals. Well, you got Tristan Thompson getting overpaid by a ton, probably. Um, he was bringing in George Hill, making eighteen million dollars in a trade. Promoted to Stuff Cavs like capologist in 2017. So a couple LeBron overlap years, I guess. That's what it's telling. I guess that was one, right? Yeah. He's been, but he's been with Cleveland. As uh, organizationally, he's had a role there for 12 years, but he's only been on the basketball operations side since 2014. So like the last six. That's math. Yeah, we'll live with that. Um. Good enough for me. The Cavs had it so fine. I mean, he was he was a Cavs guy while LeBron was there. So yeah, he's on the basketball good, good side from the good second job. LeBron signed back. So good job, Brock. You did Helped it. Helped him to a championship. Led, that was all led Brock. The Cavs, dude. <laughs> Seem, seemingly, I mean, like I said, there, well, there's no way for us to know anything about. Like this the person. second he showed up, they went to four straight finals. So yeah. Exactly. On the basketball How much of a coincidence is this? I don't know. Brock, hopefully you're good. Either way, we won't know. I'd love to say I give the Knicks the benefit of the doubt on these things, but um, they've never once earned that, so I, I, I don't. But good luck to Brock. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, I think that hopefully that ends the last Knicks <laughs> content portion of this talking Knicks episode unless you have anything else you wanted to add uh no basically never thank goodness all Uh, right that draft might be in August so I stopped looking at prospects yeah that's that's yeah who knows who knows what's gonna happen ever um that brings us to the marquee part of this show the last dance debuted on ESPN, ESPN one uncensored, ESPN two censored. For the kids, I was watching ESPN two, obviously. Um, Michael Jordan documentary following their last dance with the Bulls, nineteen ninety seven ninety eight season. I'm having fun watching it. Uh, this was originally scheduled to debut in June, but with everyone locked in their houses, ESPN decided to push it up because no one's got anything else to do, which seems to be a brilliant decision. Ratings were great. Yeah, they had it ready to go. Let it rip. Yeah. Is the I mean, it just makes you wonder, like, what's with these release dates? Why do people just hold stuff for that long? I mean, I guess there's people that know television 
that yeah, you know, determine this stuff. People are supposed to be know. watching TVs more, but sometimes the global pandemic breaks out. Yeah, you never and, uh, know. <laughs> you so how smart are audible. those people really? Yeah, how smart are they really? <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, no, the doc's good. It's um, it's like really fun to watch. I that was the first year I was alive on Earth, so don't have any memory of 1997. It's the year I was, was born. Th- um, so, Man. so it's like I'm learning good. quite a bit. Uh, you know, I've been like a sports nut as a kid, so I've, I've learned a lot. I, I probably know more than a lot of people my age about these things but especially on the baseball side so the bulls i don't know that much about that dynasty so we're learning a lot there and that's just continuing with this yeah to be fair i don't i was you were still young the the bulls dynasty 91 i was born in 91 Mm -hmm. so technically i wasn't alive at that first championship assuming yeah that they played their championships back in Ju- June back then as well, and there was no global pandemic you're, that you're like just caused it. You're like just old enough to notice what was going on, a little bit by the end. Yeah, yeah, by the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm more 1999 Knicks. I vaguely remember that happened, or at least remember people mm. around me remembering it and me nodding my head. Yeah, it's for you remember being a part of that to some degree. Yeah, I couldn't visualize it I, like i know i yeah. watched the lj four-point play yeah don't know how you were feeling yeah it's i like, know i was like yes it's like me and but. like the oh four yanks i was seven and i was just like i remember that i was watching i remember in my head like the johnny damon grand slam i know i was up with my dad and he was mad didn't mean anything to me yeah, yeah. stuff like that but Fortunately, they made this documentary for us to get a closer glimpse into it all. And so, I don't know, where do we even start? Uh, Michael Jordan was good. He was <laughs> He was really fucking good. Like, fifty, at, at least 50% of people, he's the best player in the history of basketball. Not, not even a conversation. So, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's quite That's, good. Um, yeah. I guess I'll start with, like, the first thing that, like took me by surprise and that's like that they were like conscientiously breaking up the team in the middle of a fucking three yeah no idea (laughs) that they like just decided they were done yeah that yeah i don't i wasn't i wasn't conscientious at that point in my life and that is very very hard to believe especially back then so I think there was seemingly a lot of factors. Mm, there's um, a lot going into it. I don't know what they all were. I know that the, the I mean, telling Phil Jackson it was going to be his last year, even if they went seventy-two and zero and won the championship. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> why would you do that? Good like, coach. what if? <laughs> why wouldn't you just keep that guy uh, at that point? He's like, I guess it's just like the whole core getting older. Um, but at that point, like you just let the core expensive. get older. You have that core that's won six in a row. You deal with them getting bad at some point because they've earned the benefit of the doubt that they'll still compete. And it's not like in the modern NBA, even more so than other leagues, but in like every sport, the people identify that they're not good enough to win a championship. So... Like, 
we're done. We're gonna try to get like some good picks here and and redo this thing. And I guess it's all that's been more of a thing historically than reputation would have you think. But like they're they're the team winning championships. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how many teams that are coming off of a championship are doing yeah. the fire sale. You I do know at least the other the day, one bad year. Yeah, the other day I know I saw. Like the Marlins 97 championship or 2004 championship, both of those maybe. They just did a fire sale immediately afterward. Mm. But, like, that's the Marlins. Yeah. And then we've just accepted that they do that. I don't. I can't think of any other team ever to do that. Uh, and that's winning, like, multiple championships. Like, yeah, you can find some teams that, like, one-offs here and there. Like, you could argue, like, the – you can't even really make this argument like the Raptors they won last year but Kawhi was a free agent and walked so like yeah they they had to figure some yeah, stuff out they kind of kept the rest of the group there so it's a bad example yeah. but it's the no, most I mean, recent it's, it's champion, fair so yeah I mean we're just we're trying to I mean it's not a thing that happens so we're <laughs> just trying to grasp to try to figure it out like what who else has done this yeah we don't know it's like yeah I mean, who the, else has done it on purpose prior to the season even happening and the, and the guys that were on the team yeah they were getting older but none of those like main guys were so old that they like were getting hurt all the time and like weren't good anymore jordan was still michael freaking jordan <laughs> scotty pippen yeah, was they... hurt that last year and like purposefully didn't have surgery and that'll be a big discussion in a few minutes but uh and like rodman was was old too but he his game was not all that predicated on him being like super mobile like that's what made him special at what he did in his prime was being able to have like lateral quickness and shit and just be a psychopath yeah and like still a psychopath for sure maybe more than ever a tall guy you still throw him down there or like you can replace one of them i don't know just I mean, Weird. also, like you were mentioning with with the Cavs, the LeBron Cavs, you just got people who want to play with you for a discount. And you could assume that if you're coming off a three-peat, maybe you could find those guys too. I mean, also, I don't know how much the NBA has changed since back then with people just mm-hmm. doing ring chasing and whatnot. I know it's a, it's a hot thing yeah. nowadays, so I don't know what people were up to back then. I know Carl Malone tried to get in on the action with Gary Payton and – what was on the it, Lakers. 04? No, 2004. Something like that. Yeah. And then they lost to the Pistons, yeah. so it was 04. I imagine you uh, could could have grabbed a couple role players at least. Maybe you're not going to get starter-level talent that way. But I don't know. Somebody was probably at the end of their career. I guess part of it is that like less guys year to year are free agents. Um, yeah. Because there's like the max length of contracts now. Yeah. That's fair. And people like we'll understand how to finagle their way around the league a lot more now. It's kind of been a thing just in the past decade that people really do whatever they want in free agency and even before. So Yeah. I mean I I'll, also another thing I want to know is like was jo- did people know that Jordan was going to retire after 1998? That's that's something I'm like I, I don't know what was going on back then. You might be able to just answer this question for me now. I've kind of purposefully not 
like googled anything from the team so i can like learn with the documentary as it comes out like uh, like the like the the cliffhanger at the end of episode two is scotty pippen saying like i had to do what's best for me i'm not yeah. looking up what he did i want to find out what was best for him on the show yeah i mean um, i i'm with you i was six years old at this point i, yeah. I don't know what's going on either it's like well, what is he excited because we know he stays on the team and they win so <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, so, i know that much I mean, I I got the sense that people uh, may, people thought maybe Jordan was going to retire after '98. Yeah. I guess he had already but, technically I mean, I retired from the sport once. Yeah, four years earlier. Yeah, so it wasn't like after a three peat. Yeah, he was well. retired after so a three peat. Like, <laughs> it was like every time but. every time Jordan three peats, he retires. Everybody knows that. Rules are rules, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he so did they know he was gonna do that or was that like they're breaking up the team he didn't want to play anywhere else but he didn't want to play yeah. on a team that didn't matter so then he quit i don't I, know I don't, maybe maybe <laughs> other people answer. know these answers yeah we'll find out me. maybe when we yeah good we'll ask people that question from talking next get a discussion going so i mean let's go on uh, what else was there to talk about? One thing that always jumps out to me is Michael Jordan in college, mm. just hitting the game-winning shot in the national championship. That just doesn't get mentioned enough in his legacy. Yeah. It's just like, he did so much uh, like cool <laughs> shit in the NBA that we just kind of forget. Standout college player and hit like the coolest kind of shot you can hit. Yeah, he hit, he hit the game-winner in – March Madness as a freshman <laughs> to win the championship. It's just, just absolute a crazy thing to do. Like Chris Jenkins on Villanova, like that's yeah. you, man. That's what you did in your life. Yeah, that's and that, that's Jordan's all like, he's done. That's all he needs. And he's like not yeah, gonna have exactly. an NBA career. Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah. did that and still became consensus top two best player of all time, probably number yeah. one. So and Michael Jordan did that, and people have to find out on a documentary that he did that. Yeah, <laughs> as well. Like we, everyone like, oh. knows him from everything else he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did the six six wins in the championship with zero losses, and then oh yeah, by the way, he hit the game winner in March Madness, <laughs> the championship game against Patrick Ewing. Yeah, it was against Ewing's fucking Georgetown team. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy stuff. Yeah, that. He's a good basketball player. That's that's the type of shit good players do. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, um, uh, let, let's. I guess let's get into the Pippin storyline. Just the whole the whole Pippin story throughout episode two is like fascinating. Like just the stuff yeah. of like like he grew up. I with didn't like ten siblings and his dad and his brother were in wheelchairs. Yeah. Did not know that. I didn't know anything about Scottie Pippen, I guess. Yeah, I knew, I realized I knew I mean, surprisingly little. I knew he went to a small school, but I didn't know it was that small, and I didn't know that's how it happened. Mm. Every, like, everything about Scottie Pippen was insane. Just as interesting as it gets. Like, I knew he, like, wasn't yeah. – I knew he, like, was, it was surprising that he went as high as he did in the draft, but he, like, kind of really came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like so I, what, what did they say? He was six one as a freshman in college, and 
Some guy said he was just like the manager of the team, and then he yeah, worked his way up to. They let him practice. Bench. Yeah, and then Scotty was begging for a scholarship after a couple guys left, and they finally gave him one, and then he grew to six six or six seven yeah, the next year, and he's playing NIA, NAIA ball, which I don't even know what that means. Um, That's how little it is. My under, it means I think it just means it's like like they're not in a conference or like in a in a division that's like lower than D3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's doing that. And you get the the second key piece on the greatest dynasty of all time. <laughs> and he just one of the very best players of all time and like the go-to, like the family feud answer and correct answer for best like number 2 player on a team ever. Yeah. Went to University of Central Arkansas. UCA, baby. Yeah. Never heard of him. I mean, I could have guessed that that school existed. Yeah. But I'd, I wouldn't have guessed that. Like they've had Scotty Pippen Hall played basketball there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. I got to find out. University of Central Arkansas alum. Oh, yeah. Pippen. We'll see who else is coming from there. Um, nobody from sports that I've noticed. Uh, yeah, very doubtful. Jacob Ford, former American football defensive end. He was a 204th pick in the draft by Tennessee. Perfect. Six so round. that's the second best athlete from the University of Central Arkansas after Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Pippen. <laughs> yeah, that was Bernard funny as Scott well. Scott went there. It's all. It's always funny watching them do the draft and just them say a name, yeah. a formal name. Even though, like, even when it showed the graphic, yeah, the graphic, the bug or whatever says Scotty. It's like people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was wondering if like that was like he didn't go by Scotty till the NBA. I was like, oh wow, that he was still just Scott Pippen. It's like, oh no, they were yeah. calling him it. So, just yeah, a weird that was move. like uh, when Roy Williams was saying that uh, in. When he was recruiting as an assistant coach at University of North Carolina, it was it was Mike Jordan. Mm. So imagine that. It's crazy to think about that. You just changed how you want to go yeah. go by your name. Like uh, John Carlos Stanton. Had him on my Mike. fantasy team back when he was Mike Stanton. Yeah. Great player. David. That one's an even crazier one because those names aren't even similar. Yeah. That is one of his middle names. But, like, yeah, it's not like when – you're from yeah. Scott to Scotty or Mike to Michael, where it's just like an extension of your first name. That's like, so that's like uh, when David Ortiz as a prospect, he was David Arias, and he's like, by the way, like I prefer going by Ortiz. Like I don't know if there's yeah. like more to that story. I was trying to look it up today because like I weirdly, like that was on my mind that he used to be David Arias Dude. earlier today. It's crazy that people just pick the names, how they pick the names they go by sometimes. <laughs> Did you know, do you know what BJ Upton stands for, BJ? I know his full name is Melvin Upton Jr., but I don't know what like the BJ comes from. This is going to blow your mind. BJ stands for Boss Man Jr., because his dad's nickname was Boss Man. That's your fact of the day. Comes <laughs> from didn't know that Boss one. Man Jr. Yeah, you could drop that knowledge and talk in baseball, and they'll be like, uh, 
that can't be true, but it's true. I promise you that. Um, who Jeez. else we got? Yeah, he, uh, he he had a couple Car- years where he like went by Melvin Upton Jr. and then yeah. I think back yeah. to BJ when he still wasn't good after switching to Melvin. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a funny thing to do. I know Carl Anthony Towns went by Carl Towns in high school. And then he went to he wanted to add like his his mother's name or something. Yeah, or someone or his, someone else's or his stepfather's name. I don't know. It was one of the two. Michael Kid Gilchrist was Michael Gilchrist. Shit. Stuff like that. Yeah. Just people are just. I was wondering how like names. people start like adding. I mean, I guess in those case, those specific cases, it's not a middle name, but like when people start like yeah. being like, "I'm going by my middle name," <laughs> especially yeah. with like authors and shit. Yeah. All right, we've gotten off topic. Back but to Michael Scotty, Jordan. This, Scotty this is Pippen, a good, actually. <laughs> this is a good. <laughs> this is a good topic, though. Uh, <laughs> We're having fun. Yeah. So the thing, the part that like kind of grinded my gears and is like the main thing I kind of wanted to talk about from the Scotty Pippen timeline is, um, and the two topics weave together is like that contract he signed initially with the Bulls and go and leads up to before the ninety seven ninety eight season when he gets the uh, surgery after the summer because he doesn't want to fuck his summer up. Um, yeah, that's an amazing quote. <laughs> it's it's an all th- immediate entry into like the meme <laughs> hall of fame. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's just everybody saying that from now on. Yeah, that's how everybody feels about their summer. I'll fuck it up. Yeah, but it's so you know after his rookie deal, whatever he signs a seven-year, eighteen million dollar deal, to stay with the Bulls, because like. It ties back to growing up, his dad and his brother were in wheelchairs, and he knew, like, yeah, like, just some injury can fucking take me out. I'm locking up whatever money I can. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. And that's, like, what he wanted. Uh, and that's fine. I totally get that. I would I would consider doing the same thing if I were in his position, I'm sure. But at the same time, like, everyone around him told him not to do this. Like, Everyone close to him begged him not to take that contract, including, like, the GM that gave it to him. Yeah. And, like, yeah, the owner the, seemed to be saying that. Yeah. By the end, it was bad because everyone told him it was going to be bad. You're committing too many years. And he was, like, complaining, yelling at Jerry Krause all the time. And Jerry Krause, fun to be a punching bag and deserves a lot of it just because he, like, wants the credit all the time and all that. And another conversation we'll, we'll get into a little deeper. But – and he, it, he's, like, complaining about it and, like, purposefully doesn't get the surgery early because he's like, why am I rushing back for the season? Because it's also a combination of he's not getting paid a lot and, like, the team is might be getting broken up. So, yeah, don't fuck your summer up, bro. So it's like, I get it. But also, like, dude, you signed that contract. Everyone begged you not to do it because, like, by the end it won't be a fair deal. So, and then that's exactly yeah. what happened, and he was furious. It's like, we warned <laughs> you of this exact yeah. situation. Like, how could I have seen this coming? <laughs> it's unpredictable. Yeah, it's like total sympathy for him as far as like why he took it, and like I understand being disgruntled about being underpaid, but like, how? Wh- what are you gonna do? You signed the deal. Yeah. It's not like so Kenny was labor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kenny was nice enough to do some research, 
to to figure out where that contract va- placed in the NBA because you know in the in the documentary they said it was 120 something in yeah by that last year. in that in that last season or I don't even yeah something like that in whatever in, whatever season it was one twentieth or later yeah so in the first year that he signed it it was 16th in the NBA which is good mm. eighth in the second year. 24th in the third year, and then it, there's a big cap explosion. So in 94-95, it dropped to 91st. Yeah. So in the fourth year of the deal, it was no longer valued. So then he had four years left when he was playing on way too small of a contract. Yeah. And, he, and like, you, so you think about those first couple of years, and he was paid quite fairly. <laughs> like yeah. He's getting paid pretty representative before he's won a championship yet. And, like, he's not the number one option on his team. They have Michael Jordan. So he's the number two paid player on the team for those first three seasons of the deal. And, like, what exactly what everyone said. Like, (laughs) it'll not be that fair a deal by the end of it. But, like, yeah, you'll get that same amount, basically. Yeah. I mean, I wish wish somebody paid me $18 million over seven years. Yeah. I know that, but I guess I, I mean I guess my peers aren't going to be making like double that. So yeah, he could be making. It is way a more. different ecosystem. So like yeah. I said, if he like took a normal deal, I think they asked, and he ended up making more than enough money. He made like uh, just on his NBA contracts more than Jordan, I believe, by the end. Uh, yeah. Also, Jordan skipped like five money earning year years there. Um, if you look at Jordan's career earnings. By year, it's pretty ridiculous. So Jordan in that the ninety six ninety seven year and the ninety seven ninety eight year, he made over thirty million in both of those years. And then I'm pretty sure in the rest of his career combined, he made like twenty million. In the Wizard years, he took one million dollars in the first year and like a little over one million dollars in the second year. Yeah, he was like their GM before that, which I didn't know until this morning when I looked it up. I didn't. I didn't know he was like. (laughs) I knew he was like a part owner, like sort of running the. T- or I didn't know he was like officially a part owner. I knew he was like sort of running the team. So that's like what the allegiance came from. But I didn't know he was like the dude. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure he picked Kwame Brown. Yeah, and then and he's like, him. I gotta, gotta hoop with this guy. Yeah, year by year, it's <laughs> the. It just looks funny looking at Jordan yeah. South. It's like all like very low numbers, but like representative of those early '90s. Like NBA economics, and yeah. thirty million, thirty-three million, a few years away, one million, one million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Michael Jordan. So, moving back to this contract, and he gets his, Sky Pippen gets his money in his Trailblazer years and his Rockets season. Was he on the Rockets? Yeah, he. They ended up he flipping him on the there. Rockets, and then he went to the Blazers after that. So he gets his money. So we're all happy for him. But that, uh, so I knew, I looked at at least like the stats of 96 or 97, 98, uh, and saw that Scottie Pippen only played 50 games or whatever it was, somewhere around there, 47 something. Um, but I didn't know why. Mm. I just assumed he had gotten injured and just missed some time. Yeah. But to find out that he, like, it was like a major like point. <laughs> <laughs> he just decided he didn't want to 
have a bad summer, so he would just wait until right before camp just to stick it to the front office yeah. and just <laughs> hang team, out. So. He could have missed zero games. <laughs> and then he just wanted to make sure that he, he was earning his money. And he knew that if he wasn't playing, he wouldn't be earning money. So he wanted the the contract to be worth it. Yeah. Like if you're if I'm gonna play if you're gonna pay me two million dollars, I'm gonna pay I'm gonna play forty seven games. Yeah, play I'm gonna play two million dollars worth of games. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, how five it games. Uh, he made two point seven million. Played forty four games. So. Yeah, it's I mean, a lot more just, than over. Just 82. double it, so it's like you know, five million dollars ish. He should have been earning if he played the full season yeah. at, that, at that rate, which uh, so, would have made him the second highest paid player on the team. So, <laughs> Scotty Pippen did his after, math after Michael Jordan and his thirty-three million. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan saying like, "Yeah, Scotty was wrong in that situation. I thought he was being pretty selfish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's making thirty-three million. <laughs> Which, That's like, nobody funny. in the NBA has made since until, like, 20 years later. <laughs> and then yeah, until, uh, the next until paid like player on his team is Ron Harper at four and a half. <laughs> like, yeah, he's being selfish. That's great. And they should have taken yeah. care of him, man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like it seemed like Jordan. Five million to take care of the guy who you just called the best teammate you ever had. And everyone <laughs> knows it's the best teammate you ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Kwame Brown. As we previously mentioned. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a lot of money that should have just gone to Scotty Pippen, but didn't. Oh, well. Um, what else we got? Uh, it, like, the, the the main things I, like, knew I wanted to discuss. We can get into the Kraus stuff a little bit. Oh, oh, oh. so the one thing, though, about Scotty Pippen that – I mean, it was, this was the cliffhanger, was that he requested a trade. I had no idea mm. that this happened. You had like no idea this happened. Very publicly demanded. This is, uh, they had won five championships in seven years, and he just demanded a trade. This, this, I wish this was happening right now. I wish we were no. living out this season, not in this pandemic, but that this was going on. This seems like an absolute insane yeah. situation going on. I think... And one thing that ha- that like I think people don't r- realize, or, like I didn't realize, is that like back in the day, especially when there was like no social media, and you kind of couldn't criticize players publicly if you were just like one of us. Uh, was that like I think guys were kind of really open about wanting trades. Like, I feel like it, no. I feel like it was like a little more openly discussed. Now he like straight up like fought the GM on the bus <laughs> and like told every media member about that and that he wanted out. So a little different. But like like I remember there was a clip we saw uh, of like Thurman Munson a couple years ago and they were talking to him at spring training. It's like, hey, so there are reports over the winter that you uh, wanted to trade to Cleveland because that's where you're from. Is that true? And he's like. Yeah, you know, I thought I'd be a little closer to my family. Um, <laughs> they do live in Canton during the year, so I fly back and forth, which turned out to uh, be a bit of a problem later. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, I just want to be closer to, to them. It's like, just casually said that, and, like, no one cared. So he's like, for people from that generation – like the most beloved player ever and still is and should be like earned that 
I love him, and he was like dead twenty years before I was born. So yeah. So back in the day, you had to be explicit with your yeah. your trade demands. You couldn't be Eric Bledsoe tweeting. I don't want. I don't want to be here, and then claiming you're in a hair salon with your girlfriend. Yeah. Doesn't. You just gotta come out and say it. Yeah. I would like to be traded. I'm Scotty Pippen. It's kind of so it's kind of weird that like Pippen did like straight up ask for trades like that, and like even like Kobe asked for trades, and we like kind of knew about it. I don't think he like spoke to the media about it, but like we know yeah. he asked for them. Yeah, and, uh, with like when that dynasty fell apart as well, just yeah. similar to the. Yeah, it makes sense when to this one when falling stuff's out. falling apart. You probably want to move on, but yeah, <laughs> that that's just smart, I guess. And um. <laughs> Like now they're like you're not allowed to publicly ask for a trade if I'm not mistaken. Like don't I believe you get yeah. fined. Like didn't Dwayne Dedman that's get true. fined this year? Yeah, someone else. I did believe that's right. Recently? Like you're you're just not allowed to say anything. Like, I wonder when like Maybe the stigma you, switched there. Was that was that like consi- was were people pissed about him in the nineties? <laughs> like I don't know. I wish I wish we weren't six and one year old <laughs> respectively or zero years old. Yeah. It was almost one. No, I guess he asked for the trade pretty early on, so I was like, I was like three months old. And Stupid. you don't remember this? Bad Unbelievable. Brain. All right, that gets us to. We could talk a little Jerry Krause. I know uh, Jake originally was the person that informed me that Jerry Krause was a White Sox scout. I know they mentioned it uh. in this documentary again, but that's just wild. I mean, it's it, it's. Like, you can have knowledge of baseball and basketball like, you know, we do. Mm. But they don't usually don't let you just actually switch the careers. I'm sure the analysis ability is similar, Yeah, probably. Maybe there's, like, a ton of dif- – I know there's a ton of differences, but it's a skill set that can be translated. Yeah, if you're just, like – I, mean, I guess scouting specifically is kind of weird. Like, as far as, like, front office – roles it's kind of just like pretty transferable skills yeah, and there wasn't yeah. i feel like nowadays in in both sports it's so like analytics driven you have to kind of dedicate your life to learning what every number yeah. could possibly mean that like yeah. you really couldn't commit to being like a front off being able to like work as a front office guy in both sports at some point like you're not gonna know enough you're not gonna be able to focus your energy yeah. there. i guess back then yeah. it, it, it did happen more often uh, yeah, and like Krause. back then, yeah, and like you had two sport athletes going on back then, like Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson. I mean, I don't. Deion yeah. Sanders, I'm sure, was like actually around that time. Yeah, he was. It's happening right there. Jordan was a two sport athlete. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, something I found out today because the guy I follow on Twitter like mentioned it after he stopped working for the Bulls and like they let him go eventually. He was a scout for the Yankees. He went. He just went back to baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> He's like just bouncing back and forth between sports. Was unaware. Yeah, I guess Steinbrenner just liked him. It makes yeah. sense. So Jerry Krause, I uh, think uh, the owner or the GM or the owner was saying that uh, he, when he hired him, people were saying that you know. The guy burned some bridges. Yeah. He, sometimes he can be problematic, just, but I guess it's really just he's, he's a tough guy to, to work with. Yeah, but he still opted to hire him, brought him in. Seemed to work out. 
yeah, like we I were talking they'd earlier. Do it again I don't if they could. Yeah. But it also seemed like he wanted things his way. Yeah. I know there was the quote that said like uh players don't win championship the organization organization does. And he said he insisted that the quote was actually players don't win championships alone the organization does which I don't know maybe it was the quote but that isn't yeah. and that's better but it's not who cares yeah. it's, it's not it's not even like a bad quote it's just like yeah yeah who cares it just, man it the seemed like he wanted more part of that though <laughs> it seemed like he wanted more credit yeah than and we wanted people to know that he was he was the guy, the mastermind behind this all. Yeah, and he even if like they said it in the in the mo- in the documentary and shit. But like, yeah, he's like made fun of his whole life for being like this short, fat, and ugly guy. And like, he's <laughs> like I'm good at this. Please give me credit. It's like hmm. we can all relate yeah, to those feelings, I guess. <laughs> but he he, just, he really cool. let it get to him that nobody would give him credit and nobody liked him. Like, yeah. yeah, but I mean, he was an absolute genius. Like knowing, like being able to take Jordan at three, um, just like get Scotty and Scotty Pippen at five, moving into Scotty at five, the capitalizing on Rodman at his lowest there, and like a, yeah. like a, every move during those championship years is fantastic. And then uh, when your first like two major moves. That worked out are gone uh, and kind of can't positively affect the rest of the moves around you anymore. Uh, it's hard to bounce back at every move he made after Jordan and Pippen were gone. Didn't work, but yeah, yeah. Bringing in it was interesting what he was doing with Tim Floyd. It seemed like he was like they mentioned he was grooming yeah. him to be the coach while the season was going on. <laughs> like his daughter got married, he invited everybody except Phil yeah. Jackson, but and he like invited uh, Tim Floyd, and he wasn't. Correct me if I'm wrong. He wasn't like an assistant on the team. Like he wasn't with the Bulls in an official capacity, right? He was still like no. What was he? The Iowa State head coach. Yeah, I think it was something like that. That sounds Submit that West sounds West right West. in my head. But that might also just be because Fred Hoiberg yeah. coaches <laughs> Iowa State, and he was the Bulls coach. It's something in the Midwest. I, I remember <laughs> I don't as know. much as that. So it's like yeah, he was just kind of like would have him around, but like he didn't have like an official job with the Bulls. So yeah, he's just he's just, he was just around, and he was just ready to become the coach <laughs> eventually. Uh, <laughs> he this it was Iowa State, by the way. Oh, I'm such a goddamn genius. <laughs> they, uh, and like the the main example they gave of it being like clear that Phil was out and this guy was next was that he like invited the whole team to was it his daughter or his stepdaughter's yeah. wedding? Yeah. Except for Phil, and he invited. They invited this guy instead. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, the, uh, I guess that does kind of raise the question of why is he managing the invite list? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then uh, it's because he's got the money, just yeah. so you know. Like, I, I thought that immediately. It was like, oh, well, he's paying for want. it. So. And, and he then, has uh, the coolest guest list to go. But the, Yeah, exactly. Nah, the owner had got me very good. Uh, when he said, uh, "I think Phil," J- I don't know that Phil Jackson was a uh, would it be upset that he wasn't invited to the wedding. I know if somebody does invite me to their wedding, I'm happy about it. Yeah. That made me laugh a go. lot. I don't know. I don't know if you've hit you. I don't. You're too young to have hit 
a time when you just get invited to like six weddings in a summer or in a year mm-hmm. and you're just like i don't uh, this is enough of this. i don't I, I don't need to be here anymore thank you for yeah. having me but I, this is i don't need I appreciate this. that you want me to be a part of this but <laughs> i've not had that i've had like one of my college friends has gotten married and i wasn't invited so <laughs> small wedding someday someday yeah it'll happen to you and like you'll understand years. that joke you'll understand that quote by the owner I guess that brings us to Michael Jordan again. We could just talk about how good he was at basketball. I know he just took his team, averaged 28 as a rookie, yeah. and then he broke his foot as a sophomore and came back on a 14-minute per game yeah, restriction or whatever it was. Yeah, 14 minutes per game. <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then uh, back in the day, there was less teams, so – a very bad team could make the playoffs. Yeah, so while that team was missing Jordan for most of the season, he played 18 games. I think he started seven. Um, like they that. had a bad record. Then they mentioned at the end of the season, they were playing a, a very close game, and Jordan like ran out of his his minutes restriction came up yeah. <laughs> in like, like the last 15 seconds yeah. of the game. Yeah, less him out. than one minute left. <laughs> yeah, and they just took him out and made him sit on the bench. Unfortunately, I mean, they said Jerry Krause was trying to to um, what is it called? Tank, mm. of course. If he could have it his uh, way, the origi- they'd have gotten one more bet. They'd been in the lottery again. Yeah, the original process. He was trying to get yeah. a better pick. Um, Scott Paxson hits a hits a game winner and they just win the game and eventually make the playoffs. Yeah. Was sorry to interrupt a brief aside. I, I believe it is the same injury Embiid had, so like really is the process. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny. It's just the the broken foot. Yeah. Foot. The foot bone. Yeah, the what navicular. I mean the the what got me really good after after that game they said Jerry Krause was knocking on the locker room door and they wouldn't let him in. <laughs> that just shows you how much hatred was going on there. Don't let Jerry in here. And they also said that Jordan's relationship with the front office was just damaged from that point on for, like, forever. Yeah. Which, like, seemingly was a very long time. That was his entire career. And it seemed like they just didn't like Jerry Krause that entire time. But also in the documentary, they seem to make it evident that they really just didn't like Jerry Krause the entire time. Yeah, it wasn't like anything particularly soured that they just didn't like him. Yeah, and also, it's crazy to think that you could just keep a GM. Back in these days, you could just have a GM for 10 years that Michael Jordan didn't like. Like, if LeBron didn't like your GM... Hey, we'll catch you later. You're fired. Sorry, yeah, man. You got to be like on the same goddamn page between like <laughs> yeah. GM, head coach, star player. Those exactly. three like need to know they agree. <laughs> yeah, that just was not happening back then. Yeah. Different I times. Guess, I guess philosophically, at least while they were winning championships, they like agreed they hated each other, but I guess they were like <laughs> they agreed on how to construct a team. Yeah. I assume they did. 
I feel like they yeah, they must have. They have no reason to pretend that Jordan liked the way he constructed teams if he didn't. Yeah. How open they he must was have. about not liking so. I guess they they were able to put it aside for basketball reasons, but like not really putting it aside because he would still just like make fun of Jerry Kraft for being short and fat to his face every time he saw him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it seemed like it was going around though. It seemed yeah. like everybody everyone, did it. So. Everyone could have it. Scotty Rippin Scotty Pippen just took it too far. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's the, in that. This is pro- I guess this can probably be like the last point of discussion uh, is like the, the the key like throwback highlight they talked about was like the that 86 series against the Celtics when he, yeah. he drops 63 and he uh, which at the time I, is that still the all time single game point record for the playoffs? It's a good question. Um, I figured out. By the time it was. Like definitely the biggest uh, single game point total for a playoff game. Uh, they were showing like that's like the main like one game that we saw, and I guess I don't have much to say on that game specifically necessarily. But they were like, I think a lot of people are talking about like this whole documentary and like these episodes specifically and. I'm not trying to have the the Jordan LeBron conversation here, but a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, see, LeBron fans probably feel stupid right now." And like, I don't know necessarily where you how how far you you would say you have an allegiance on either side of that debate, but it's like, yeah, I, I'm a LeBron guy personally. I like Jordan, and like he's if people say he's the best player of all time, that's not wrong. That's just, like, not how I feel about it. But, I don't know, I'm not watching this and thinking, like, oh, yeah, n- never mind. Michael, Michael Jordan's doing the LeBron could never. Like, I don't know. I've watched LeBron do very similar things. <laughs> like, Fair enough. It's like, I don't know, people so it is. In- uh, inherently are going to turn this into, like, a Jordan-LeBron thing because that's what happens all the time. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's not, it's <laughs> not swaying me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm learning a yeah. lot, and I'm like He's liking Michael Jordan and like learning more about him now. Like I don't know. Yeah, like he dropped 49 and then 63 in the first round. Yeah, we've seen LeBron do whatever LeBron's done. Yeah, for he had whatever long. the stat line was. Because like Jordan puts up 63 in that game, but they I mean, lose and get swept. The comparison is like the LeBron. What was his totals in that game one that J.R. Smith fucked up? It was like fifty five, eight and eight, something like that. He uh, it wasn't wasn't fifty five because LeBron's highest is fifty one. It might have been fifty one. Playoffs eight and eight then it might have been that game. Um, but he put on like whatever, like crazy, yeah, triple double, I mean, just the, short of a triple double there against like the best team assembled. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and like and they <laughs> lost that game in what became a sweep. And so it's like I don't know. I think we just all agree. I think we can all just agree now that like bringing a team where they shouldn't have been is cool, and that like yeah, it's still commendable even if the team loses the game if you put out just like a crazy stat line like that. I don't know. They both have done a lot of similar yeah. shit. That's I mean, why they're the one and two. And the why the argument just gets so ridiculous is because like Jordan was did this in his second year, 
Uh, and I mean, he's losing. Yeah. He lost both games. He got swept in his second year after scoring 49 and then 63. And LeBron was doing whatever. Yeah. LeBron went to the, the championship in 07 and was his, like, fourth year. Yeah, but, but he was still around like the le- around whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever age he was. So it's just comparing two things that if you're whichever side you're on <laughs> in the issue, if you're if you're going to the trouble of having the formal debate, like I don't know, you can like just do talking points at each other the whole time, yeah, and like yeah, they're equally like fair counterpoints to everything. When you're comparing these two guys to each other, because like you're, I mean, you're nitpicking. When you get to this level of player, you, you're debating them. You have to nitpick. Yep. To. Yep. Get to whatever conclusion you're getting to. So. Ah. Michael Jordan, <laughs> the 63 points is the highest still. So just so you know. Well. Yep. Oh, I Elgin might be Baylor, wrong 61. about what, everything I just said. Never mind. Yeah, and Michael Jordan also has. The third highest and the sixth highest. So it's first Michael Jordan at 63, second Elgin Baylor at 61, third Charles Barkley at 56, uh, Michael Jordan at 56, and Wilt Chamberlain at 56. Then sixth is Allen Iverson with 55, Michael Jordan three times with 55, and Rick Barry with 55. Mm. So pretty good yeah so five of the top 10 highest playoff scoring in games are michael jordan he's a good player so i guess that just proves i didn't hear lebron's name in there shit (laughs) well what were the assist numbers what 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 are their assist numbers in those oh yeah yeah (laughs) you got to go all the way down to next 15 highest scoring games where they're also seven or more assists you got you got to go all the way down to 19th for LeBron, where he scores 51, yeah. tied with Russell Westbrook. So Isaiah Thomas, Boston Celtics. Isaiah Thomas has had a 53-point game. He's 14th on this list. Wow. Yeah. So on the one hand, like yeah, LeBron all the way down there, but also that's two fewer baskets. So like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, uh, there's yeah. people out there that'll use that and be like. It's done. Concluded. Made two more shots. I well, I mean. Sure. It's, yeah. It's 63 and 51. Yeah, 63. Yeah, the 63 number is, is the impressive one. Um, yeah. And, like, the other ones. So it's but they're all great games. <laughs> <laughs> they both had, like, they both have, like, an infinite catalog of great games and very short lists of things you can really criticize them for. So they're good. Yeah, they're both hooping. They're out there hooping, both trying to do them. I'm a Jordan guy. You're a LeBron guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we had fun. I mean, if we missed anything, I'm sure we can recap it next time when we talk again with the other guys. Like, uh, I'm sure I think we've established be some overlap. that we're going to be talking about this documentary every week moving forward because that's – the new material to do a podcast from so yeah we'll we'll do it the way we did it we'll talk our our next whatever there is to talk for five to ten minutes unless i mean right. if we get some hot and goss then yeah. we could do we can stretch it out we can to do 20, a full like episode 
Yeah, we could do whatever we need to do. We can mix in an episode all about the Knicks if the subscribers <laughs> to Talking Knicks really want it. But yeah, we'll see. I don't think we'll they mind mixing in the other stuff. I mean, but until then, we'll just keep talking about the last dance. So, yeah. thanks for listening. I had fun. Had a great time. Had a great time. So we'll see you next week. Parts uh, three and four. Dennis Rodman. This yeah. is going to be number three, from I what believe, I'm hearing. I believe they said Phil Jackson will be number four, too. So that'll, right, that'll so lead to a good Knicks a big time. talk. Uh, follow the, the Talking Knicks Instagram, Twitter. Leave a five-star review. Always got to say those, I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's good selling. So thanks for talking Knicks with me. We had a good time. Back at Peace you. out. Go Knicks.